That song you heard is a little tune called Jazzy Frenchie by Gypsy French Jazz Royalty Free Music. And there will be an actual citation in the show notes, but welcome to episode one of, as Elton John would say, Goodbye Mellow Brick Road. We are the podcast where there will be top five, not the Chris Rock top five, of any topic you could possibly imagine. You probably know me from the Three Angry Nerds podcast, all, what, like six or seven of you who listen to it, and now here we are. We're on a solo and solo venture, and this is sort of like The Simpsons, famously, the first episode of The Simpsons went with a Christmas episode, and as this is the first episode of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road, here we are with a Christmas episode. Joining me on this Christmas episode, in which we will be counting down the top five Christmas specials, is my aforementioned titular mother by the name of Nancy. I, I refer to her as the name of Mom. Hello, Mom. Hello, Dave. Counterpart to Mom is, of course, the titular dad. Hi, Dave. And of, what? All right. <laughs> and joining us from Cambridge, probably Massachusetts, Boston, Boston Massachusetts. <laughs> N- uh, my sister, Nicole. Hello. She is also in the show notes, responsible for the artwork on this podcast. Because you can't have a podcast without artwork, as Kurt told me. Hi, Kurt. I know you're listening. So, we are doing top five Christmas specials. Are you excited? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course I am. Excited for... This Christmas specials are a big deal for this family. <laughs> what do you think Elton John would think about this title? Um, I think he would probably scream. Okay. Be confused. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's not too out of the realm of possibility that he'd be listening. It's not the furthest. I mean, it's not like... it's pretty far. Like, Stevie Wonder on his commute. You never know, maybe he likes podcasts. Exactly, like... He'd probably listen to him on the way to work. On the way to Elton John work? Yeah, to his office, like... He's got an office job. What does he do? He can't tour forever. He might tour forever, he's Elton John. You know, I haven't heard an Elton John song on the radio in 13 years. Okay, doesn't he, does he have a Christmas one? He does have a Christmas one, but when when did you hear that on the radio? They all, all they play is fucking Sinatra. I heard Benny and the Jets the other day. That's not Elton John. That is Elton John, isn't is, it? Is that Elton John? I'm going to Google it. Is Benny and the Jets Elton John? Benny, Benny and the Jets is Elton John. Benny and the Jets is Elton John. Yeah, I heard that in a store the other day, so... I've heard it both ways. <laughs> okay, so we should start <laughs> with the person who's been the quietest so far. How about... Should I... Do I call you Mom or Nancy? Like, I feel like you want to build a persona for yourself, and it's not going to work if your name is Mom. Yeah, but it's your podcast. Shouldn't we just be the mom and dad of the podcast guy? But you could have a spinoff yeah. one day. The parents that that'll never happen. That's just soul crushing. They're your mom and dad, so shouldn't they be mom and dad to the podcast? Like on the Fairly Odd Parents, when Timmy Turner's parents are just called Timmy Turner's dad and Timmy Turner's mom. Exactly, Dave Mello's dad and Dave Mello's mom. Okay, Dave yeah. Mello's mom. What's your What's your fifth? What's What's number? What comes in at number five on your list? Because you can't have a top five without number five, or else it'd be a top four, or top six, even. But then when you still have a number five? If you had a <laughs> top six, it'd be called Quickly top six. Off top. You wouldn't have a top five with, with six things. Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay, she's cut right through the bullshit, and we are going with Santa Claus is coming you to town. You asked her, she answered. What is your reasoning for putting that at number five? This is why I didn't want to do it, mocking. It's not mocking, it's fun. I have it on my list. Is it on your list? Yeah, it's at number four. But it's what? on number four on my list. Hey! It's not on my list, so I need to well, know the reasoning. 
Who can beat? I'm a man now, Tata. What's your reasoning inside? I. She likes it. <laughs> what 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 do you like revisiting about it every year? She likes it, but not enough. Tradition, I guess. It's tradition. You like the penguin. Yeah. Like what? The penguin. The penguin, like the penguin. Not the Kremlin. Oh. With a scarf. Yes. She likes the song that says, "If you sit in my lap today, a kiss of toy is the price you'll pay." Nothing That's says Christmas. Just... Was that edited out? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's in the original on the DVD. That's that's okay. the Kevin, Kevin Spacey version. I think she's version. kidding. No, it's real. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Look it up. It's real. Is it Mickey Rooney's performance that does it for you? <laughs> no, I think it's just the tradition of watching it growing up, and I think it came out pretty shortly after I was born. Or around that time. Do you prefer the Burger Meister Meister Burger or the Winter Warlock, who they refer to as Winter after some convincing? Winter. Do you think the Burger Meister Meister Burger is an allegory for Hitler? <laughs> I, I never really thought about it, but yeah, I guess it could be. Were happy children are equivalent to Jewish people? I love Christmas Hitler. Yeah. Wow. He's Jewish. You're I, making I him mean, see it in a whole new light. German. He's German, right? Burgermeister? I, that's German. Yeah, that's German. Yeah. So you never know. Oh, we just got a link here to be prepared to pay. That's the song. What? It's the song. It's called Be Prepared to Pay. Mm. And it says, if you sit on my lap today, kiss a toy is a price you'll pay. When you tell me what you wish for in a whisper, be prepared to pay. I can see why that was edited out of future airings. Yeah. It sort of makes sense that, like, it's it's become such a classic, you know? Because they did Rudolph, I think, was the, one of the earlier ones, and that's based on a song. And then this was like, well, we have to make another one based on a song. And then this seemed like the natural progression. This Damn. was a true next step in the biology of Christmas. They also got to show Santa's evolution. The evolution yeah, of Santa. It's like an origin story. Yeah, young Santa is pretty hot. Okay. What, you're gonna say he's not hot? Mom just pulled a picture of him up. <laughs> Tell me he's not foxy grandpa. Is he? A, he's like a puppet, he's though. <laughs> he, he is puppet-like. I think it's claymation, is it? It's not clay. It's called animagic. It's like it's, pu- it's puppets or something. Ball and socket caricature orientation or something. Yeah. You can tell when he flies through the air, still like with his knees moving. Or when he gets startled and his eyes go crazy. Oh yeah, that is that one. Or when they're like punished for making toys and his pupils blow out. <laughs> they turn blue, don't they? Yeah. Yes, they turn really big and blue. It's terrifying. I like when he tries to climb back up the chimney, and then they, they pull him <laughs> oh, down. they didn't see me here. And he's like, oh, so did, you said this isn't me. in your list? This is not in my list, no. Oh. But speaking of list, what's at your number five spot, Dad? My number five is Frosty the Snowman. Okay. What makes you put that there? Well, it's a classic, and... I had other ones to put on the list, but I was told to remove them. <laughs> <laughs> what was your original number five? I had Emmett Otter in there, and I had Mickey's Christmas Carol, but I had to take them out. I took out Mickey's Christmas Carol as well. So Frosty the Snowman came in at five. Look, we're just we're just splitting hairs here when we talk about Christmas specials. There's hardly any rules with this podcast, anyway. I mean, we could do. You gave us rules. There's no rules. I said Christmas specials, and you can do whatever you want. Remember, I said sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> in the future, I'll just send an email, and I'll be like chairs top five chairs and the guy will be like yep and then we'll just do chairs i don't need to go in for that episode (laughs) yeah let me know when you're doing the chairs episode that'll be years down the line so frosty snowman frosty when i was in seventh grade my math teacher told us to vote on frosty the snowman elf or rudolph to watch during class and I voted for Elf because I was like, well, that'll just take up the whole class. We won't have to do anything. 
and so for some reason people chose Frosty, and that was that's only like what twenty four twenty five minutes. Yeah, so, probably. And it's eighty minute classes, so we were kind of fucked. Why didn't they pick Elf? It's like ninety minutes at least. Because you know, back in the day, growing up in the small town that we did, you don't have the brightest. <laughs> the brightest folks choosing your Christmas specials. This is true. They weren't quite sophisticated enough for Elf. <laughs> but I, uh, I had Frosty when I was trying to decide, but I took it off because of the sheer horror I remember feeling as Frosty dies. <laughs> it, it is a bit of a shocking scene. They come back and he is dead, melted on the floor with a child crying over his body. Not only that, but she was there watching him melt the whole time, apparently. It must have been hard to see, it's just his face dripped away. At what point do you think he lost the ability to speak? I think he had it up until the very end, and it made it way worse. When he was like, kill me, Karen. (laughs) Was she She trying to hold him together? She had to stomp out the last of him because he wouldn't stop crying. So yeah, I guess that's a dark part of it. (laughs) <laughs> Frosty was never in my top five. Oh, that's too bad. Never that's even sick. considered it. <laughs> What's your number five, Nicole? Mine is uh, a newer one, and I could not find myself to take it off my top five. It's the Toy Story, The Time Forgot. Okay, this is another I, one that never even came close. I thought <laughs> of that one, but it seemed too new to me. It's so new, but like... It does nothing... Like, Frosty doesn't make me laugh quite like Toy Story. Angel Kitty. Limitations are the shackles we bind to ourselves. (laughs) Like, what a great Christmas special line. It also has a good uh, moral for modern kids, I guess. Yeah. See, I would argue that it has very little to do with Christmas. It's set at Christmas. Well, you can set anything at Christmas. I guess. Well, what about that Friends episode where Phoebe's writing the song? Like, that's set at Christmas, but it's like a Christmas episode. I'm not and they sure. do play it every Christmas. They yeah. are playing it as a Christmas episode. Yeah. Well, it starts and ends with Christmas. But there's, like, weird dinosaur rituals and, like, gladiator fights in between. There's a reason I chose it. <laughs> it's funny, though. I like the dinosaur gladiators. So you like it as a special. <laughs> It's a special. Yeah. It's special. What's your fifth? I have at number five, Yes, Virginia. The oh, the classic, almost ten years old now. Really? Special with um, Neil Patrick Harris is one of them, among others. I think Alfred Molina might be in it. And Possible. I don't remember. It's, like, obviously the Yes, Virginia story from the newspaper I don't know if you see it in the sun it's so so whatever the sun newspaper is it's a classic story of Santa and people who weren't like I think of the early 1900s as people who were assholes but apparently this guy wasn't an asshole and that's the story of yes Virginia and it was actually quite a surprise pleasant special that I really enjoyed and yeah, it was well done I uh I put yes Virginia on my list as well higher than number five yeah, it's a third. Wow. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really sweet. Do you remember that one? No. It's animated like a half hour long. No, don't remember it at all. She's the little girl who wrote into the newspaper and asked if Santa existed, and they replied and told her that uh, she did. I know the story. I just don't remember that. Um, it was that kind of animation. <clears throat> Got no, Neil Patrick I don't Harris. remember it. Sorry. Star of Downsizing. What? Neil Patrick Harris, star of Downsizing. Yes. We all. I just, I just watched a movie version of Yes, Virginia the other day from 1991. Who was in it? It was okay. How did it stack up against it. the classic animated version? I enjoyed Yes, Virginia. How do you think it stacks up? So far, good picks. No, how do you how do you think the movie compares to the animated version? <laughs> the movie was too long and tried to pad it with too much backstory of her family. Oh. We got the, the guy the... at the newspaper was drunk. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Relatable. You got to get that Virginia origin story going. 
Yeah. Virginia will return in Infinity War. <laughs> okay, Mom, what do you have at number four on your list? Yeah, without a Santa Claus. Oh my gosh, it, okay, it is hard to overstate how much you've blown this. <laughs> blown it? Why? The year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> so, all right, I'll let you defend it A lot first. of it has to do with what you grew up watching, and it, that nostalgia plays into it a lot. You have to defend putting that at number four. <laughs> the first episode and date was on my birthday when I turned ten. Okay. And... That's all I need. That's it. You sound like a crazy person. But it also has a heat miser in the cold. The snow miser. Get it together, Dad. Snow miser, sorry. So your argument is that heat miser and snow miser is a point in the special's favor. Yes. Interesting decision. They are. They're very huge people. And they have their little look-alike minions. That's a that's a question that there is no answer to. The impression I'm getting is Mom just loves Mickey Rooney as part of the Christmas season. <laughs> Her last one is just going to be Mickey Rooney's Christmas. That sounds horrible. I like, the, I like the fact that Mrs. Claus has something to do during the whole thing. That's a good point. It is like a time for Mrs. Claus to shine. It's the feminist she pretty, Christmas she, special. She, she pretty much uh, takes it upon herself to fix everything. And the, Santa gets all the credit. Again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> classic. Which is which reindeer do they use to fly down to uh, Southtown? It's Vixen. Vixen? So they kind of like screw with the timeline here a little bit. Yeah, because Vixen's only a baby for some reason. Right. It's like an X-Men level curveball. Maybe he's Vixen too. So Vixen Vixen's is a dead. Girl, Vixen is dead in canon. No money, no family. <laughs> Vixen has been found dead in Miami. It was a Santa Claus situation. <laughs> they okay. pushed Vixen off a roof, and the reindeer that pushed her became the new Vixen. There you go. So you can do the Santa Claus, but also with reindeer and elves? You can do the Santa Claus with any holiday-related individual. With the whole sleigh and everything goes off a roof? If you shoot Jack Frost, you become Jack Frost. This is an what interesting you, question you now. When Santa falls off the roof in the Santa Claus, what happens to Mrs. Claus? She does, too. They never say if that Santa has a Mrs. Claus. So she, she could just be in bed and slowly starts fading away, and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> she also we falls did, off her roof. We were just talking about that whole thing yesterday when the movie was on about how the... By Santa Claus 3, he has a family and everything. But the first Santa in the first movie, when he dies, they're all like, meh. He was probably an asshole. I guess. He was one of those uh, Charlie Rose Santas. Oh. Not a Mickey Rooney Santa. So you're saying there might be a backstory where that Santa was pushed off that roof. I think it's pretty clear that Tim Allen yells at him. And he's like, Ooh, oh. like, so, like no one's ever yelled at him before. Maybe no one, Maybe he's very new. Maybe he's from earlier that night. <laughs> wow, so he had a very short tenure. Yeah. He's That's... like, wow, I'm Santa. And Tim Allen screams at him. He's like, all right, I guess I'm dead now. That's why the elves are not broken up about it, because they have no idea that he even existed. Yeah. Well, That's they also... Said. She agreed with you. They lost two Santas very rapidly, then. And they got Tim Allen. He just showed up, and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what's your number four, Dad? We already did it. Santa Claus is coming to town. What's your number four, Nick? We already did it. Santa Claus is coming to town. Ugh, you normies. Or Dave. How the Grinch Stole Christmas comes in at number four for me. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm assuming it's the animated one. Well, the movie's garbage. The movie's not a special, it's a movie. The animated one has three great things in its favor. It has, number one, it has uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yes. Number two... Wasn't he Tony the Tiger? Yes. I don't... I don't know this to be true. (laughs) Number two, it has um, the fact that he (laughs) cuts... He cuts a jacket out of um, a what seems to be a flat sheet, and it covers <laughs> a his body. Sheet of fabric. It, and, <laughs> and number three is when he is careening back down the hill with God only knows how much inertia. Mount Crumpet. He's able to sure he's able to 
not only stop and park the sled perfectly in the center of the who circle, but the who's move almost like a hinge to let him in. And they But seemingly... if you look at anything in Whoville, physics don't apply there. I would say physics apply, but maybe not logic. Well, maybe either. What is, we've had this conversation before, but what is the Grinch? So, okay. Well, if you go by the movie, he was from another race and he was blown off course. But they call, they call him Mr. Grinch, so it's his name. So what is he? Well, I, could this be like a Mr. Mom scenario? How, how so? Where in Michael Keaton is a dad who becomes a maternal figure and they refer to him as Mr. Mom in the title. So, oh, who became a Grinch figure, so they were calling him as Mr. Grinch? My theory is that they are not humans, they are different species. Uh, pretend, potentially created by Chernobyl. And uh, the who's... Like, there's, like, African-American people, and, uh... Are they African-American if it's not America? There's no... Africa? There's no black who's. I think he's just using it as an example. Like, I'm a white... I'm a white human. Uh, LeBron James is a black human, for example. And then in Whoville, who's are a race, and Grinches are a race. Okay, so they're all the same species, but these are different races of the species. Because she's Cindy Lou Who. He could just be, like, Eleanor Grinch. His name is Eleanor Grinch. What you're saying is if uh, we had gotten an African-American baby here, we would have just called him Mr. Black? There are some black people with the last name Black. That doesn't... has a point, but I'm not sure it's related. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. As my friend Joe pointed out once, um, uh, Cicero, the oh. Jim Carrey not only plays the Grinch in the movie version, which I guess we are considering canon, but Jim Carrey also plays Horton and Horton hears a who, so it leaves it a lot up for debate. When I watched The Grinch, and we, uh, my friends and I decided to look up Grinch fanfiction to see if it existed, there was a great amount where The Grinch and Horton are in a relationship, and now it feels kind of weird and incestuous. More more weird than before. Why would it be incestuous? incestuous? He's an elephant. Because it's, it's two, no, it's two Jim Carrey's. That's not incest, that's self-pleasure. Is, is, I think there's a different question. word for that than incestuous. Would you fuck a clone of yourself? Is that masturbation or is that? <laughs> what is that? Wow. This is not well, Christmas. Twenty-seven really. minutes to get there. <laughs> oh, you're keeping track. I just looked at the time. Well, according to my recording, it's at twenty-two minutes. Interesting. Sorry, Charlie. Okay, mom. What's your number three? <laughs> Charlie Brown. Number three? Yes. Charlie Brown is great. I was anticipating getting to this discussion a little bit later, but we can do it now. What do, what do you love about Charlie Brown Christmas? My favorite part is them dancing on the stage. <laughs> That's what does it for you? The classic moment. What's that? It's a classic moment. Everyone gifs it. You guys keep breaking up now. It's a classic moment. <laughs> yes. Everyone makes a gif out of it. He made a gif out of it. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. I have that one on my list, but it's at number one. It's also yeah. my number one? Yeah, mine's at number one. I think it's perfect. It's, um, and it's got neurotic children. Uh, the smooth jazz is great. All the songs from the album are on my iPod. Uh... Snoopy's yes, um, Christ worshiping, glory Christ, to God sure. in the highest. Religion, bringing back the Merry Christmas in the season. Thank you to we our president. Happy holidays. Yeah, or we can say Merry Christmas again. That's because of Linus. Um, the Snoopy delivers a great performance. Um, there's a moment when Charlie Brown walks out of the auditorium in silence, and he looks up at the night sky, and it's a really great moment. And the ending is really heartwarming, but there's a lot that helps you build up to it and when I was a kid it wasn't my favorite but it's it's so easily the best it's the one I look forward to the most every year all I want yeah. is what's coming to me all I want is my fair share I think that helps too like you said the voices of the kids are real kids feeding they were feeding the lines through their headsets right yeah but it makes it makes it more real I think because they couldn't remember their lines so they'd have to do it like a little bit at a time yeah 
I like that scene with when Schroeder's playing the piano and Snoopy's howling along. <laughs> they all look at him and he slinks away. <laughs> it very fortunately deviates from the odd potential war background that Charles Schultz endured. <laughs> it makes no mention of it. His uh, PTSD comes in pretty hard in other specials, but not in this one. Right. Yeah, what's the one... Isn't it Halloween? Yeah. Is it Halloween? Contact, he shouts. Yes. And half of it is just uh, Charles Schultz. Schultz was probably having a really bad war experience at the time. Do you think he was once called Charles Schultz? <laughs> I, uh, he has Charles pants. Schultz has the weird part in the New Year's one with the whole war and peace thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe Charles Schultz thought these characters were older than they were. I met one of Charles Schultz's children once. You met them? Yes, they were at a convention I was at. That's cool. They were like, hey, my dad made the peanuts. And I said, hey, that's cool. And they were like, yeah, I know. And that was about the extent of our conversation. Was it just somebody who was at the convention? Uh Or were they, like, having a panel? They had a table. They might have had a panel, but I saw them at their table. It wasn't just somebody who got tickets? No, I believe that they were... uh, selling like they also do like comics and art and stuff so it's kind of like the kid in Santa Claus I want to go into the family business I killed Charles Schultz and took his power exactly that's why he died the day the strip came out the final one I'm upside down but they didn't follow it up with a new one I knocked him off a roof you have no idea who created Foxtrot oh you don't understand the power (laughs) of Foxtrot Name oh, off the top of your head who created Foxtrot. I don't. Know. I have no idea. James. It could be James Schultz, for all we know. James. James Schultz. No one ever paid attention before. It's Charles Schultz. <clears throat> all right, I've Bill lost track of where we were. Who? Who is this? Bill Amen created Foxtrot. She said. Amen. Oh, Bill Amen, you're on. You're. I've got my eye on you. Charlie Brown Christmas also has my new favorite Christmas song. Well, it's not a new song, but now it's my favorite song. It's his new favorite. Is it the skating one? Yeah, Christmas time is here. So not the skating one? (laughs) Alright, so... Dad, what is your number three pick? My number three is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Interesting, interesting. That's just a bully movie. This is true. And also, someone pointed out to me the other day that if Santa knows when you're not being nice, then he knows that Rudolph was being bullied. Does he not pay attention to what the reindeer are doing? Doesn't he have enough kids to watch over? What? He has like nine million, not what, billions of kids, and he turns a blind eye to the person next door? Do you think there are nine million kids in the world? There's there's a few. Back then, there were only nine million. Well, I think he applies a survival of the fittest type uh, approach to the animals. There is a lot, looking back, that is hard to watch, but there's a lot of nostalgia with that one. Why weren't you at Elf practice? About the eyeballs when he meets Clarice. Yeah, it's Rudolph's eyes. You think so cute? I think Rudolph is one that is probably the, of the stop-motion Rankin-Bass, is probably the best, I'd say. Yeah. I think the problem was they had one song and then had to pad it for an hour. Is it an hour long? Yeah. It's a haunting hour. People forget the song makes no mention of Yukon Cornelius. I wish it did. I want to see what rhymes with that. He has to be a product of LSD in the 60s, no? I I wasn't there. Who comes up with Yukon Cornelius? Mom was the only one who did LSD of all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Not denied. That's, uh... I did LSD? We've covered everyone on my list now. No comment. (laughs) <laughs> Mom did LSD confirmed. What? <laughs> LSD confirmed. Bite me. Ha! I knew it. A denial means yes. <clears throat> okay. You my number two is? She hasn't done Nikki's yet. Oh, never mind. Some quality throat clearing on the podcast. <laughs> Alright, Nikki, what is your number? What are we at? Three. We talked about my number three. I had Yes, Virginia. Oh, Yes, Virginia. We have we have mentioned this earlier that you had it at number three. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. 
<laughs> I finally remember it. <laughs> for num for my number three, I have um, "Twas the Night Before Christmas." I had that one too, and I bumped it off. Yeah, mine got knocked off too. It's it's a good one though. Undeserving of being knocked off, so it's unclear why you did, but I'll just. I said yes, father. I mean, why did you put it on your list? Because it's it's really probably the the best of all of the Rankin Bass specials, and I'd go I'd say that there's really not a close second. Um, I just want to say that in the last five minutes, you have called two separate specials the best Rankin Bass specials. Rudolph is the best stop motion. Okay. <laughs> Which I guess if you break it down, everything is stop motion. But Twas the Night Before That's Christmas is great. <laughs> We're gonna go with it's it. Twas the Night Before Christmas has arguably more unnecessary backstory than the Rudolph special because we don't even get the poem until like the last two minutes of the special. This is yes. true. It's all two like two Christmas. It's... I think we said that this year that if uh, Clement Seymour had seen this, he'd be like, "What the hell is this?" You get so much clock making and. The mice are a really big focal point. They only get one line in the poem. Um, and the sun is a... Uh, would you call him, like, classist? What would you call him? The sun is a hipster. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. He ruins the, Christmas two times. Once he, with malice and once without. He learns his mistake pretty quickly, though. Yeah, but once he tries to fix it, he makes it worse. Well, at least he tries to fix it. Copernicus knew. <laughs> God! I have a theory that because like the the mice and the the Trundle family seem like they're like supposed to be like carbon copies of one another. This is true. And so they got the mother and the father, Joshua Trundle, um, played by Joel Gray, and you have the two kids. And then the mice family, you have father mouse, mother mouse, and then the two children mice. But you also have Nestor or Bert or whatever his name is. Um, Very different names. He he's like the nerd mouse. So there's a third mouse child and so he is question he questions santa and the abomination if they're carbon if they're carbon copies of each other i can only imagine that there's a third trundle child but instead of questioning santa because humans are more advanced than mice he questions god so they put him in another room and they don't talk to, to him or they don't talk about him i don't know what year this is supposed to be set in but if he questioned god could he have been burned at the stake at this point he might be dead there's like cars in this those cars. Cars that go Jesus by. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was the last witch burned at the stake. I don't know. I don't this... think this is set 400 years in the past. Hundreds. <laughs> I don't think it would be set so 200 years before the this poem came out. Has, this also has a song that was edited out for a while, too, like that other one. Like, how about fairies and leprechauns? Yeah. It's less, um... Santa is a pedophile? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying it was an edited out song. I didn't say it was the same song. <laughs> ah, my favorite tune. But this one it, is more St. Patrick's Day. They put it back in, which is great. Mice love St. Patrick's Day. It's a well-known fact. So, I to say that. <laughs> we're at number two. Every uh, now and then you lose yourself. <clears throat> what? <laughs> He's losing you now and then. I, I heard you the first two times. <laughs> Alright, Mom, what's your number two pick? Shrek the Halls. <laughs> it, it ranks above Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's not even on my list. You're, feel free to defend Shrek the Halls at it any is time. Funny, though. Please defend Shrek the Halls as being number two. What is it? Defend. It's a funny. No. What is that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know Shrek the Hall spoke for itself. It does. <laughs> it is it's truly timeless. Meaning, and there's a whole feel-good aspect to it. If you recall, she, this is the same woman who said the year without a Santa Claus gets in there because it was it aired on her tenth birthday. <laughs> so. You didn't say that I had to. You said I had to pick my top five. I picked my top five. <laughs> Shrek the Halls. All right, so what about Shrek the Halls does it for you? I don't know. The way that, I, I guess the way that he at first doesn't consider Donkey and the rest of them his family, but 
they they really are, even though he's an ogre. <laughs> it's the, 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 cl- the classic lesson that Shrek teaches us all. I like when the cat is, uh... <laughs> what's Puss in Boots? Yeah. With, uh, oh my God. What is the ball on the tree or something? Gets distracted. Yeah. I like that. That is... What what other special Christmas special has summer breeze? I like Gingy with Santa Claus as the monster. I'll argue that the summer breeze is the best part of Shrek the Halls. <laughs> I do like the gingerbread man watching his girlfriend be murdered by Santa Claus. Yeah, and then having stress over it in the future. Oh yeah, he has PTSD now. Well, I just I I'm speechless. I. <laughs> We, we did establish that if someone picked something slightly absurd, we were allowed to roast them into oblivion, so. That's... Yeah, I'm fine with that. I stand by my choices. I should have, like, assigned, like... When to go. Shrek the Halls is the hill you're going to die on. Well, golly knows what number one's going to be. <laughs> What's left? You've already done all mine, so you can skip me now. I should have done, like, a point system where we could find, like, a winner at the end of this because we'd just be blowing Mom out of the water. She mostly well, picked things we like. Well, we like them, but Shrek the Halls and Year Without a Santa Claus are just... They, I mean, at, in the, at the end of the day, they're just not going to get you a lot of points. What, what was number two on your list, Dad? Number two on my list? Yeah. Was... Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ah. Another green heroic figure. <laughs> Grinch and Shrek might be the same. They're not. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> question answered. The Grinch is not an ogre. <laughs> well, what? He's a Grinch. Yeah, Shrek is not a Grinch. What if? All right. So if you're telling me that if Shrek lost a lot of weight and grew a lot of fur, he wouldn't be the Grinch. But he doesn't set out to ruin Christmas. He's an ogre. He's not anything but an ogre. He's trying to make it a happy Christmas for his family. And then he has to learn that his family is bigger than he thought. It includes not only Donkey, but Donkey's abomination children. <laughs> wow. Which are half dragon and cannot get their eyes to go in the same direction. She also dropped something on Donkey's head, doesn't she? Snow or something? Yeah, the dragon. What's okay. yours number two, Nick? What's your number two? My number two, um, I broke a rule, I guess. I put Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I had that on my list until I thought we couldn't keep it. I decided that was a stupid rule, and I put Emma Otter on number two on my list. You know, this is one mom might not agree with. This would not be in my top 2,000. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like that's unfair. Have I don't you think s- there's more than 2,000. Yeah, have you seen 2,000 Christmas but spe- No, have you seen 2,001 Christmas specials? <laughs> We're closer now than ever before. I okay. like it. It's a classic. So for now, zero. No one is listening to this podcast. But if somebody is listening to it, they have no idea what Emma Daughters Drug Band Christmas is. So you should explain it. Emma Daughters. Well, Dad, would you like to explain it? You're the one who grew up with it and showed it to us children. I want to see if you've learned the lesson of it. This is very reminiscent of sitting in the car with you, you playing Dolly Parton's Coat of Many Colors, shutting it off, and then saying, "What did you learn?" What did you learn, Nick? So, Emanator's Drug Band Christmas is basically a gift of the Magi, or Magi, however you say it, where... Magi. What? Magi. So, it's gift of the Magi. So, Emmett Otter... Magi Moody. ...and his mother want to get each other Christmas gifts, but they're very poor. And so, Emmett decides... Well, they both decide they're going to perform at a talent show, but in order to do it, Emmett has to put a hole in his mother's wash tub, which is the only way she makes money. And in order for the mother to do it, she has to buy herself a dress, which doesn't really make a ton of sense. (laughs) (laughs) But she insists upon doing it. But in order to buy this dress, she has to sell the way her son makes money, which is her uh, dead husband's tool chest, which really, I think, is more of an insult than anything (laughs) to his memory. She has to hawk it. Yeah, she has to hawk Pa's tool chest. So they both do this. So now they have no way of making money. They enter the talent competition. They lose to the Riverbottom Nightmare Gang. Banned. But in doing so, gain a job at a restaurant in town and learn that the true reward is the family that uh, tries to get gifts for one another and loves each other. Basically, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, 
Emmett is very sweet to his dumb, simple friend, Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> who cannot... <laughs> this is all well and good, but would it be at number two without the bloopers? That's a fair point, but like, they're so inextricably linked at this point that I cannot watch that without just thinking of Emmett and his mother laying outside the shop like spare change. I couldn't care less. Who are we, Ma? Every time somebody mentions it on Twitter or something, I always say to make sure to watch the bloopers. I like the idea that the the circles you run in on Twitter also know what Emmett Otter is. It's (laughs) sad but true. Dad has his gangs. Dad's uh, well-known in the communities. Well, that's all fair. Dad and his Emmett Otter fanfiction. I'm an Emmett Otter fan. I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) For my number two, I have... I also threw the rule book out the window, and I went with Mickey's Christmas Carol. Which is objectively the best version of Charles Dickens' classic story, Christmas Carol. It has the great opening song, along with the opening credits, which are very artistic. And, um, you know, it's got the the weird giant from, like, fun and fancy free is the ghost of Christmas present, because Disney was just throwing whatever they wanted to. And it's a tight, it's a tight 20, and... You know, you really get in, you get out, but you you tell the story, you tell it right, and it's just, it's a great one. I love it dearly. I had it on my list, too, but then I was told it was a movie, so... Yeah, I was, I was told the same by the internet, but I uh, I respect you putting it at number two. I would have included it on my list. I had it, too, and then took it off. I'm not interested... I like in... how the Disney characters are playing the roles of... Right, so it's like Mickey Mouse as Bob Cratchit. Yeah, like they're starring in a movie. Except However, Scrooge is very we... spot on. Yeah, Scrooge's name continues to be Scrooge in other Disney material. Was he created for this special? Was he created for this special? No, because I think I remember him from when I was a kid in the comic books. So it would have just been an insult if they had picked anyone else to be Scrooge. <laughs> so this is just uh, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, it would have been a weird choice to go with someone else. What is the argument that this is a movie? I don't understand that. Nikki said it was released in theaters. Yeah, it it had a theatrical release. It's a special. I I, think it's a special. Yeah, I won't argue with you. That's just what I saw online. Whatever website that is is silly. This probably would have bumped off my list. It would have bumped what? Frosty. Yeah, this probably would have bumped uh, Toy Story. Time forgot. But I'm glad we got to talk about Angel Kitty, so... How could it bump off Frosty if Frosty is the fastest belly whopper in the world? What is a belly whopper? I think it's very clear. What, like body sliding? Yeah, he slides right on his stomach, doesn't he? Why doesn't he break apart? Why does he live? <laughs> Why does, How he, does have... he have children? Why doesn't have genitals? Does There's he have a lot of questions. snow organs? I don't know, but I also think if you just put this hat on the snow, would Frosty be all snow? He must already be all snow because he's like touching it, right? Well, he's walking on it. Would he be everywhere? Is he all snow? Frosty is the hands that hug the world. (laughs) The world is hollow and I have touched the sky. So what do you have at number one, Mom? (laughs) For purely sentimental reasons because my dad loved the show so much, The Grinch. Oh. Because he loves the part where Max waves at The Grinch, correct? Yes, and I can, in my mind's eye, my mind's ear, I can still hear him laughing about that. It's a good pick. It's a, it's, I say, I would say that the Grinch and Charlie Brown are better than almost all of the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. And Rankin-Bass is known for Christmas specials, and yet they are topped. Like Rudolph, which you previously said was the best. Dude has a lot of bests. I'll go so far as to say Rudolph is one of the worst Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. Wow, that's a different hot take than you had 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but the Grinch is good, and I do like Max. I Yeah, I like Max. It's uh, I think it's interesting that the Grinch hates everybody, but is still a dog person. Yes, he, he hates everyone and lives alone, but he has to have a dog. <laughs> and like a very sweet, helpful dog. Yeah, like he's obviously nice to it because the dog's spirits aren't broken. Yeah, the dog <laughs> actively helps him. And when he threads his tail through the sewing machine, doesn't seem very concerned at all, so. I like when he has, has the uh, antler on his head and he has to keep cutting the things off until it's just one curved bone. 
Wait, so if people got chernobyl and we have Who's and we have Grinches, why are dogs still dogs? Because it's still the same planet. Okay. Well, why are the other humans? Above ground. This is underground? Well, yeah, it's underneath Chernobyl. There's sky. Our dog just <laughs> or something while you were talking. How's our reindeer? Does TJ have a top five Christmas specials? Not that I know of. All five of his are Shrek the Halls. <laughs> the Toy Story one. I know this isn't Halloween specials, but do you like Scared Shrekless, Mom? I don't remember that one. So I not... enjoy Scared Shrekless. You're not a Shrek loyalist? We'll have to watch it next year. She was a Shrek nationalist. What is Shrek nationalism? <laughs> I think it should be a different podcast. The five top Shrek nationalists. <laughs> and we Mom all have... Is number one. The rest of us all have Charlie Brown at number one, correct? I have Charlie Brown at number one. Yeah. The suspense was killing me. Peace on Earth, good <laughs> welcome, man. It's a good one. It's a classic. What are some... Do you have any honorable mentions, maybe, that you wish that you had included on the list? Uh, I had Mickey's Christmas Carol. I had Mickey and I had Emmett Otter. All classics. I do, um... What was the one I was thinking of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toy Story one. Mom said she liked the Toy Story one, too. True. Didn't quite make it. No. I, I almost had Rudolph on the list, but I gave the edge to Yes, Virginia. I it's This isn't like an honorable mention, but I do like the new Trolls holiday special. I've watched it since I've returned to Boston. Oh, really? Me too. I enjoy it. I think it's really cute. It is. <laughs> so I, think... I just want to... I like what it. people know. Awesome. David. Yep. Did, you saw the Olaf short? Olaf's Frozen Adventure, yes. Oh, That's coming like on it? Thursday, so would that count as a special? I definitely would consider it a Christmas special because it was made for ABC to air as a Christmas special, and then Disney decided to stick it in front of Coco. I listened to the soundtrack. It, since you've seen it, do you think it would make your list? No. It would probably be in my top 25, maybe top 20. Uh, in your top uh, 3,001? People really hated it. Two thousand. But I'm not cyn- I'm not too cynical yet, so I'm fine with it. People are just like, uh, twenty minutes before Coco, what the fuck? But you know, it's it was cute. And um Olaf was great and there was a moment where it calls back to like the first Frozen movie and I started getting like nostalgic for something that came out four years ago. And I was sitting like sitting in a theater like, Oh, I was sitting in a theater four years ago too and I thought it was cute. <laughs> I listened to the soundtrack, I thought it was really nice. The songs were very forgettable. It's on Thursday, so we'll get to see it too. The songs were forgettable. I thought they were forgettable. They forgettable. Need... Why is... I think it's too bad that they have Jonathan Groff, who is an incredible Broadway actor, and they keep giving him thirty-second songs. They gotta let the mind hunter get to work. <laughs> if he was the same character, it'd be a vastly different special. It's it's it was it was cool to see my, my the friends back on the screen again. Although there were many people in the theater who, who I heard walking out, and they said that Coco was arguably the most diverse, progressive, whatever you want to say, Pixar movie, but they, Disney still stuck the whitest thing you've ever seen in front of it. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah, it's true. I guess. They're trying to get uh, asses in seats. Josh I really don't great. think Disney thought that deeply other than sticking an Olaf short in front of a movie. I think what they wanted no, to do was remind kids, like, hey, Christmas is coming, and you know what still exists? Frozen. I don't think anyone has forgotten about Frozen quite yet. I gotta keep it relevant. We had Beauty and the Beast come out this year. It's uh, Disney's relevant. Did you, see, did you see their live action movie for next year is The Nutcracker? Perhaps it'll make this very list. Are we doing this a second time next year? Will things change that much? Is it a special <laughs> or a movie? I have no interest in The Nutcracker. Okay, hot take, blazing hot take. <laughs> I would rather see Shrek the Halls a thousand times. Yep. What? What if they made Shrek the Halls into a 3D hologram? I'd fuck it. What? That's not what I was asking about. The, the fuckability of Shrek the Halls. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. 
What? If if you were to rank Shrek the Halls as a hologram on a fuckability scale of 1 to 10, and 10 being the highest, where would you put it? What if I share this on Facebook and our family listens? <laughs> I have no idea what you want me to do there, Nick. <laughs> you have to just pick a number. I'm stepping back from that question. Ah, Dave? I've resigned. Mom? Come on, Mom, pick a number. No, I'm blind, Blaze. What the fuck? And there you have it. <laughs> Anything you guys want to plug? No. Why my book? Your podcast. <laughs> Got a lot going on. How was Sophie today? We don't have to get into it. All right. Well, this was the first episode of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road. Ellen, Elton John. Elton John incantation. John Dennis. Thank you for listening. If you have a different top five list, you can email it to the Three Angry Nerds email, which you won't. And <laughs> Kurt wouldn't even care if you did. You never know. You never know. That's true. If you if you agree with the pick of Shrek the Halls all the way up there at number two, be sure to write to us and let us know. I'm sure there are a few people in this very podcast who would love to hear it. Uh, aside from that, aside from that, we are going the the Three Angry Nerds podcast network is going on break. So if you like this episode, then it'll come back after break. And if you did not like it, tell me what I can fix because I have a longer time to fix it, and I probably won't listen to you. But it's always good to get that notification. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. That was a real. Thank you. Yes. Good luck. <gasps> Jingle all the ways coming on. <laughs> and with that, Top I bid you adieu. Christmas.